Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're okay, having a great week, whatever you're doing. So this morning, I'd just like to share an experience that I have had this week, which has kind of opened my... Well, it's not just this week, actually. It's over a number of years. Um, But it came... um, Not came to a head, but it it came to a point this week, um, yesterday, in fact, where I was able to create space in my own mind to reflect on how I am and how I communicate and how I listen um, in times of stress. So you can probably relate to this, that I would say we all have at some stage have our own crisis in life and that we all have challenges and periods in our life where we become stressed and far more emotional than we would be in different circumstances. So I'm going to use the example um, of what's happening in my world, in my business world at the moment and I'm going to give you a policing story of where it happened in exactly the same circumstances. And I'm just going to share the lessons that I've learnt through those experiences. And hopefully you'll find some of what I say useful or or that you can relate to what I'm saying. So I've kind of always known back here somewhere that I am a bit of a control freak. You know, nobody does it better than you do, do they? They, If you want a job doing, do it well, do it yourself, and all those expressions that go. And I'm also very much from the value and the belief system of hard work looks like doing. I'm a doer, I know how to do. Um, I've done all my life, you know, got my first job at 14. My mum was very clear that if we wanted to have money in the summer holidays, then we would go out and work. So I've had that work ethic. And my sister is exactly the same. It's interesting when I talk to her about the situations like this, we're just so similar. And that obviously comes from our our background. Uh, None of that is right and none of that is wrong. It's just as it is. So I'm a doer. So I feel that I feel rewarded in life when I am doing. And that means hands-on doing. So it's quite difficult for me to take a step back and let other people do and for me to be strategic and oversee. Now, if you are a leader in any way, shape or form, and I'm going to suggest that we all are, especially if you're going into adulthood, you become a leader of your family, perhaps a leader of your kids, a leader at work. You might not have the title manager, but in some way, shape or form, I'm going to bet that we all lead in certain circumstances during some period of our life. And often when you're a leader, uh, what happens is you switch off the ability to see the bigger picture and what's happening, but also to listen. Or you think you're listening, but what happens is you're only hearing what you want to hear and what fits with what's going on in your brain and your belief system. And now under times of stress, this um, becomes even more difficult for you to see a bigger picture. So I'm going to talk about the circumstances that I've 
faced facing at the moment so I'm very new to business I've had two businesses I retired from the police um, in January 2018 and created four businesses I had my coaching and training business over to one side which is what I was going to focus on and then I ended up buying my local garage and converting that into a gym and coffee shop and so I now have three sort of hard standing businesses and some team members and when you become a business owner you become very wrapped up in your world now I'm going to suggest that this isn't just about business this is just about everyday life so let's take homeschooling as an example at the moment at the moment you're probably trying to balance homeschooling working from home family and you end up becoming quite focused in your little bubble in your own little world so that's what's happened to me so I've become so used to being doing that I forget to step up breathe and look outside and look at the bigger picture so the example I'm going to give you is we're talking about the COVID let's, we'll talk about the COVID challenges because that is so relevant so COVID happens, uh, my gym shuts down, the garage then shuts down and the coffee shop is still going but the coffee shop has to change dramatically to be able to survive and to be able to push forward. Yeah, thanks for that Lorna, I desperately, desperately need to see you. Um, so it's completely sidetracked now because I'm thinking of my fridge. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Anyway, my sister comments on it every day and says, wow, what a quiff, what a great flick you've got going on there, Nick. Um, so, so pivoting in the coffee shop. So the way that I cope with stress, and I've recognised this over a period of time, is the way that I cope with stress is I throw myself into it. So I become the doer. So I do everything. I can't stop doing. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like a hamster on a wheel. Go, 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 go. The adrenaline is pumping. And I'm like, idea, 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 idea. Let's do this. Let's do that. But not let's do it. Let me do it. Okay. And so I'll take everything on and I'll do everything that I can when actually I have a team of people that can do all of that but because I'm so focused on me and my stressful time I'm not stopping and I'm not stopping to look at the bigger picture the only way I believe I can survive is just to do 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 and so that's what happened now um which is fine and there's nothing wrong with that but what happens is when you're doing all the time you can't stop and you can't focus and you can't breathe and you can't look at okay what's happening in my life and what's happening in the business life so it all just merges into one big big mess kind of like a big scribbly thing going around if, if it was a drawing if I was to draw this on a board it would just be a big scribble and that's how how life has been for the last few months just doing and focusing and doing and focusing and running on a adrenaline and not sleeping and then you know if you don't sleep that the impact that has and the worry and all of that that confusion that's going on in your brain and you can't just get it out you can't write it out and nobody understands it and nobody is going through it in the same way that you are of course they are but when you're in it you don't see that you're just really focused on how survival you go into survival um primitive survival mode whereby that brain just kicks in so I was doing a um, mindset session actually in a business group that I'm in yesterday and, and this became very prevalent 
around how do you deal with your inner critic. Now, a wise person once told me that your inner critic is there to help you to survive. So when it says you're not good enough, it's trying to protect you from looking stupid. But you're not going to look stupid. It's just that somewhere along the line, probably when you were five, somebody took the mickey out of you and you felt that you were stupid. And so that's what that inner critic is doing. It's there to protect you. Now, when that kicks in and that internal dialogue goes in and you're in times of stress, you can't stop and go, okay, actually, I don't need you because I don't need protecting. Whereas if you're in a more rational mind, you can say, thank you for that, but actually, I'm not five anymore. I have an adult experience, an adult life, and, and I'm okay. I don't need protecting, but thank you anyway. And often that, that works and that um, stops that in a critic. But when you're in times of stress, which I think quite a, a lot of people have been <laughs> in the last few months, you don't hear. You don't hear the sensible, rational voice. You just hear the survival mode, the inner critic, the thing that drives you forward, the how am I going to survive, the fear, the money, the uh, emotion, all of those bits and pieces that, that go with facing really hard challenges, being in a crisis. So that's what's been happening over the last, I wouldn't actually say over the last few months, probably ever since I opened the uh, brain box of saying I'm going to run some businesses. In fact, it will go before then from when I was a police officer. Um, and the same thing, when you're in a crisis, you're doing and you get on and you do the job and you don't stop and think about it until you um, step back at the end of it and go into that kind of debrief mode of, wow, gosh, what just happened there? Because you're running on adrenaline. Um, and that's why you have the senior leaders to overlook and see and take a step back and go, actually, you, you know what, you need, we, we need to be doing this and this and this, because whilst you're in it, you can't see it. So I had a very open and honest conversation yesterday with a member of my team, which was brilliant. Um, it was brilliant because I had to stop and I had to stop and reflect on what I was doing, how that was impacting other people around me and how that was impacting uh, the, my time as well and my time with my family. So when you're full on and throwing yourself into everything, you know, I, I will work from the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed of doing something, of looking at spreadsheets, of looking at finances, of, of making things match. And I'm sure some of you watching in can relate to this, that you're, you've got that constant challenge that constant mind flow that never settling down and so you're finding you're trying to find a way of dealing with it so I had this conversation yesterday um, it was brilliant for me because it made me stop and think so the emotional side of my brain wanted to challenge everything wanted to go no 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 that's not right this is right that's not right this is right that's not right this is right me 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 these are my ideas this is how things are going to be done and I managed to <laughs> press the big old pause button. So some, sometimes in life, I like to picture a big old pause button here. And I say this to Megan and I say this to some of the young people in life that I've worked with. Is before you speak, press that pause button because it will allow you time to reflect on what the other person is saying rather than coming straight back with something. And we, we do this, you know, when you start... Um, those rows that stem from from nothing, those rows that stem from whose turn is it to put the washing on or, or why isn't that cup in the uh, fridge or why has nobody cleaned the microwave out? Um, I saw it reflected in our family life like about, about a fish tank. Um, why is a fish tank cleaned? You know, really important things in life about why the fish tank isn't clean. Um, so 
when you press that pause button it stops you from replying automatically and when you don't reply automatically you start to hear what the other person is saying now you have to get rid of the inner dialogue and the inner chatter by pressing that pause button and then take what that person's saying because most of the time people don't say things to you to upset you to make you angry that they're saying things from what they're seeing, from their perspective about what they see. So if they're seeing it, then that's their perception. And if they've got a perception, then it's coming from somewhere. So something you are doing is causing that perception, whether you want to or not, it's being caused. So I sat and I listened and I thought, this is really interesting actually. This is really interesting. And when I think about it a bit more, this is not the first time I've heard this. So I went home and I was um, in my very logical state, which was good, because never do this when you're in an emotional state. Never get feedback, honest feedback from anybody when you've had a beer or you're in an emotional state. Only do it when you're ready to hear the truth. So I went home and it's one person that will always tell me the truth. And that's my other half. And I trust them to tell me the truth. So I asked, I I said to them, am I a control freak? Now I already know the answer to this. And of course the answer is yes. And I'm like, right, okay. So then I furthered that with, how does that affect my behavior when I go into crisis control freak mode? And the answer I got was, you will take on everything. You did it when you ran the negotiation course when you were in the Met. You did it when you were an inspector on the firearms team. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're doing it now. And when you're doing it, you're not allowing and empowering other people to grow and allowing and empowering other people to take responsibility. It's like when you have kids, and I see this with Megan all the time, is you ask them to do a job and they don't do it properly. So what do you do? You do it instead because it's easier and quicker than taking the time to stop and allow and empower somebody else to have that skill. What's that saying? Uh, Don't don't give a man a fish, teach them how to fish. So I've been reflecting on this for, I've been awake since half past four because we have a puppy who needs to go to the toilet. So (laughs) I've been up since half past four and thinking about this a lot and thinking, so if I experience this, then there will be other people in the world that experience this without a doubt. So what can I show them? What can I teach them from, from what I have learned? And so the biggest lesson I've learned is to get feedback from people. So, so often people tell you the same thing over and over again. But what we do is we don't process it and we don't stop and think. If, if people are telling me that, how is that affecting my behaviour? What am I doing that's impacting on other people? And then the biggest question is, what can I do to change? So, so there, is, there are two mindsets, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. So when you come at a challenge from a fixed mindset, you'll use words like, I can't do this. I can't see a way through it. You don't ask the question, how can I do this? What can I do differently? And by asking the open question, you immediately allow your brain to start exploring different avenues. So I'll give you a classic example of this. So I've been doing a rota and I've been obsessed with time hours, with staffing hours versus finances, which is quite right because it's a business and it has to work. So there's nothing wrong with that. 
but because I've become very obsessed about it and I've been focusing like that I've devised something that I think works and then when you implement it it actually didn't doesn't work so what I should have done in hindsight is sit down with the people that it would affect and go through that and get their input and there are many reasons which I, I won't go into t today because we'll be here for hours about why that didn't happen but I found I have found myself asking this question over and over again of myself this week and now actually just talking about this out loud when I think about the week that has just gone by I have used this sentence a lot I can't see a way out of this I can't see a way forward I can't see how I can match people with money and so as soon as you say those words, I can't, hey, then guess what? You can't. So what I said yesterday, and I said it to my team, was how can I do this? And do you know what? In a matter of 15 minutes, that problem was solved. And I'd spent all that time, hours over the weekend, and I just changed the way that I asked the question. So... And I think that's really interesting. I think it's fascinating how we as human beings work, how when we're stressed um, and dealing with a challenge, it's really difficult for us to see a way forward, which is why talking about things works so brilliantly. Um, as those of you that know me, that you know I'm a great believer in coaching because when you talk to somebody else who's not emotionally involved in your situation, they will ask you open questions that will help you to see the answer that has always been there you just haven't been able to see it yourself so so yeah so think about when you're in a crisis think about how that affects your behavior think about how that affects the way you communicate with others because certainly for me i become very internalized my communication shuts down um and the way that I listen is incredibly different when I'm in the crisis rather than when I'm not in the crisis and listening to somebody in the crisis. So I thought I'd share that with you this morning. I hope that helps you. If you want to reach out, just, just uh, message me or contact me on the website or through Facebook. Uh, I hope you have a lovely day and thank you for joining me this morning and I'll catch up with you soon. Take good care now. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon. <laughs>